Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. Now, let's get started. Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 65, where we're talking about how to have conversations about the Bible. The purpose of season 11 of this Overcoming Monday podcast is to provide you with a resource for learning how to read the Bible. And in case you haven't heard, CKM has officially launched a new website where we provide you with resources to help you in your walk with God. The first study plan released is called Go and Make, and its purpose is to help you share your faith with others. The next plan we release will be called How to Read the Bible, which (laughs) is based on this podcast series, and many other resources will be on this website for you as we create them. So if you follow at Overcoming Monday on Instagram, I will announce when this plan is available to you. But let's get back to what we're talking about today. Today, I have three friends in the studio here with me. Hey, hey. guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Let me introduce you guys to them. Um, the first one is my son, Jacob King. Hey there. Yep. I'm so glad you're here. You made it from school and we're starting now. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and I have two Anderson University students here with me today. The first is Bianca Dragel. Hi. Yep. And also Justin Harrison. Hey, everybody. Yeah. So if you guys would just take a minute, we can start with Jacob and just go the same order. Will y'all just take a minute to tell our audience who you are, maybe just a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, my name is Jacob King. I'm 17. I'm a junior at T. O'Hanna High School, and I'm ready to get on with this podcast. I can't wait. Okay. Hey, I'm Bianca. I am a junior, or sorry, senior now, oh. um, public relations major at Anderson, and um, I love what I get to do, and I'm excited to talk about God's Word today. Yeah, and my name's Justin. Um, I'm a senior at AU, which is, it seems crazy to say, mm-hmm. um, but I'm a Christian studies major and super excited about today. So today's podcast, the reason that we're doing it, we're talking about how to have conversations about the Bible, which seems like maybe a simple podcast, but I feel like there's so many complexities about talking about the Bible with people um, or bringing the Bible up. Some people have fear about talking about God and saying something wrong. Um, Sometimes we're afraid to bring up the Bible because we don't want to offend someone. Or maybe we're just not used to talking about God and the Bible to other people. And so I think sometimes these things, um, you know, conversations about God or the Bible get avoided because of these fears. Mm -hmm. So the purpose of this podcast is just to bring that out in the open and say probably all of us have experienced these fears at some point in our lives. And so we want to do this podcast so that those of you who are listening who may have also experienced these fears cannot, first of all, not feel alone. Mm -hmm. Um, But second of all, so that we can not only have conversations about God with other people, but also help others who may also have shared our fears to enter into conversation too. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I'd love to talk about is... um, have what are some reasons that you guys feel like 
people might feel uncomfortable about talking about the Bible and whether you guys have ever felt uncomfortable and what those reasons might be. Anyone? Yeah, so I would, I would definitely say uh, just in whenever I think about conversations that I've had um, or like wanted to have with people about the Bible, it's not necessarily like the most like natural thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 for me, it's always been something where um, with a lot of my friends, like they, they really weren't talking about it. And if, if anything, when I really decided that I wanted to try to talk about it, like I stuck out like a sore thumb, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and, and it, it wasn't very like natural. So that was, that was definitely something that, that was difficult for me and still is difficult to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, honestly, going to such a, a large public high school where God is the last person on everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to go around being bold about about your faith, talking about the Bible, talking about God, and knowing that people think of you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and and knowing that that there might be friends that you have that won't be your friends anymore if you are bold about your faith. And so I've just had to, in my heart, decide that I care more about my faith and bringing the kingdom of heaven down to earth rather than caring so much about what other people think of me. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been there, Jacob. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Bianca? Oh, man, I think for me, I keep coming back to messing up and how mm. much that that is such a fear of mine is what if I say something wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not only fear of being rejected, but what if I hurt someone's feelings, offend mm-hmm. someone? And, mm-hmm. and that can really motivate us and... Um, so I've had to really, like you were saying, Jacob, trust that the Lord goes before me, yeah. right? that it's not up to me. And yeah. um, I trust that the Holy Spirit guides what I say mm-hmm. as I bring this up. My husband's so good at talking to anyone about God. He'll just, <laughs> you'll be talking about um, Slurpees or something like that at Quick Trip. And then all of a sudden, oh, let's talk about God too. You know what? Uh, God's not cold. You know, I don't, know, I don't even know. But he'll just... Uh, bring up God in everyday conversation. And I love how he does that. It seems like when he walks away, people aren't offended. And I think for me, I've always hoped that when I bring up God in conversation with other people, that they don't walk away um, not wanting to talk about God or feeling even more uncomfortable. So I think that's been my fear is if I bring up a conversation about God, will they Will they become uncomfortable around me? Mm-hmm. And will they feel uncomfortable about talking about God if I bring up a subject where we talk about a subject that offends them, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I guess it's just fear of man, really, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, have, how have you guys um, learned to overcome this wall, I think, about talking about God with people? Um, for me, one one thing I don't know who told me this, um, but I live by it every time I talk about God, just out of the blue and bring it up. Mm-hmm. I address as address it as awkward from the beginning, mm-hmm. and that gets it out of the way. Like, hey, yeah. I know this is awkward, um, but you know I'm still going to ask you about it, and I say it out loud. Um, but then I have to fight that feeling of of awkwardness of them possibly judging me with reminding myself. If I if I'm bold and if I talk to them, if I pray for them, if I bring up God, um, yes, they could turn away and they could reject it. Mm-hmm. But what if they don't? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, um, actually, I have a story about this. A couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago, I was um, I was at church and was thinking of everything but sharing the gospel in my English class. And out of the blue, God just said, hey, I want you to um, talk to your atheist friend that sits next to you every day. 
And I was like, well, I have. I've invited her to church. I've invited her um, to YCI, which is our Christian club um, that meets on Friday mornings at school. And he said, no, 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 I want you to tell her something specific. And I said, okay, what? He said, I want you to go to go up to her and say, hey, God has not forgotten about you. Wow. And I said, okay, you know that she's an atheist, right? He goes, yeah, I know. And I said, okay, God's cool. like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so the next day, um, we were sitting in our sitting at our desk, and I leaned over, and I was like, hey, um, this is really awkward, so I'm going to go ahead and address that. And I completely respect everything you believe. Um, but God told me this last night. He told me to tell you that he hasn't forgotten about you. Mm. Um, and I don't know what that means to you. I don't know if that's going to make any any sort of difference, but um, but I wanted to tell you that because God put it on my heart. And, you know, the conversation didn't last very long. She was just like, you know, I don't really believe in that kind of stuff anymore. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I planted the seed and I just have to trust God. Yeah. And a couple weeks later, um, she came to YCI and she's been four times now. Wow. And I think she's coming tomorrow morning too. So again, like I don't know what's going on inside of her heart, but she is following that. Yeah. Um, and I had to address it as awkward, mm-hmm. but I had to put aside that that awkwardness of um, trusting that God will do something. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder if our fear of discomfort is just, we're afraid of rejection, I think. But also I think that sometimes when we create a discomfort in people, it has it causes them to ask why am I uncomfortable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they go home with almost this why did that conversation make me uncomfortable? Possibly they're mad for a little while or they avoid you, but they have to deal with something in their heart that maybe they didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what happened with you with that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Either one of you guys? I think you just kind of just got to go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I think even, you know, just with me and thinking about um, being like afraid and, and things like that, you just kind of just got to go for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been one of those things for me where even if, you know, say I felt like the Lord was saying, Hey, like, um, you should go tell them, tell them this or go tell them about the gospel and things like that. And a question that would always pop up is like, Oh God, like, is this you really, mm-hmm. is this really you telling <laughs> me this? Um, but then I just kind of think about it again and it's just like, well, even if it is just me, I'm sharing the gospel with them. So yes. everything will be all right, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think just just going for it. I had a little bit of a revelation when you were telling that's your illustration, Jacob, because for you to talk to the other person about God, to have a conversation about God with someone, you are also in conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do we need to make sure that we're in conversation with God if we're going to have conversations about, about God? Him. So yeah. God yeah. told you, I want you to tell this girl something. Right. And so you had to be in conversation with him. And then when you were, you were able to go have a conversation about, about him. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's really that's neat. Good. Well, thanks, you guys, um, for being vulnerable. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Crossroads Summer Camp has been providing an exceptional summer camp experience to students and their leaders since 1996. Held in Anderson, South Carolina, Crossroads aims not only to be the most fun week of the summer, but our primary goal is to create an environment for each camper to be seen, known, and have a life-changing encounter with God. We bring in dynamic speakers, including Clayton and Shari, great worship leaders, and a huge selection of activities for any teenager in your student ministry. So head to CrossroadsSummerCamp.com to learn more and register your group. See you this summer. 
Hey friends, welcome back to episode 65 where we're talking about how to have conversations about the Bible or slash God. (laughs) Before the break, we were talking about why we might feel uncomfortable broaching the subject of God and the Bible with others. And now we're going to move into a little bit of a, we're going to hopefully help you um, (laughs) to do this, to give you some tips and tricks as to how to do this. So the first thing that I want to ask you guys is, what are some of the most common God conversations that you feel like you have with your believing friends? And then let's also talk about unbelieving friends, because I think conversations about God can be different for those two uh, audiences, yeah. of yes. course. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk first about believing friends. What are some of the most common God conversations you think you have with them? Yeah, so what comes to mind first is always what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think really it comes down to... Um, what God is teaching me through his word and in my heart. And I think when we're learning things, we naturally get excited about them. Mm -hmm. And when we get excited, the scripture tells us from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. When the Lord is doing a work in our heart, it's impossible not to talk about it, not to share. Mm -hmm. And so these conversations with my friends who are believers, usually it's more of a safe space. You feel Mm -hmm. comfortable sharing things like, God's teaching me this, and it's really hard. Mm -hmm. God's teaching me this, and it's uncomfortable. Um, God has convicted me mm-hmm. through his word in this passage. Um, and so those are the conversations that I find myself having with friends is what I'm learning and how it's hard mm-hmm. um, and maybe some more vulnerable and honest moments. Now, with non-believers, there's still people. And so I think um, one of the things that I have to remind myself when talking with non-believers about my faith is that uh, is that it doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it out to be and that I can still share with them what I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with um, a family member of mine who's not a believer. And in that moment I was dumbfounded. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what to talk about and how can I, how can I uh, share my faith and make this compelling? And the spirit spoke to me and said, you don't have to make this compelling. The <laughs> word of God stand on, stands on its own. Come the truth on, of scripture, yeah. the truth of God doesn't need to be um, made attractive by me. God sent his son to die for mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. for this truth. And so in that moment, I just said, I've been learning a lot about grace mm-hmm. and I've been learning a lot about forgiveness. What about you? Mm-hmm. And that opened up a really unique conversation because I was just transparent with what the Lord was teaching me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now those moments may not be as safe mm-hmm. to share the harder, mm-hmm. more, yeah, deep, yeah, deep or aspects. or things that maybe a Christian or a believer that you're uh, have something in common with would look at you and say, "I resonate with that." Yes, you may not get that response back, exactly. but you can still have a similar conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in that moment, just being honest. Um, and maybe there are some difficult things that you're experiencing. And I think that in some circumstances, it's okay to share that even with your non-believing friends mm. because they see, wow, okay, she identifies this hard thing, but also is looking to God, the creator of the universe. She's yeah. looking to him for guidance. She's not just trying to figure it out or trying yeah. to muster through. Um, so that that's what's really encouraged me in those conversations. Yeah, I love that. I, I also think that you can have the same conversations with an unbeliever as with a believer. Yes. But I think that we also need to be aware of the vocabulary that we're using. Yeah. So I think you can say words like grace and forgiveness because those are pretty common. We may have to explain what those words mean to us Mm because they could be different. But like 
propitiation of our sins. <laughs> I mean, first of all, believers probably don't really use that word, but an unbeliever is going to be like a propitiatory what? <laughs> you know? So yes. maybe a vocabulary, just taking it and making it super real. Mm-hmm. Almost like you're talking, I don't mean this as an insult, but to a child, mm-hmm. taking yeah. your um, religious vocabulary and like, bringing it onto a level of someone who doesn't understand religious vocabulary. Yes. Yeah, make it relatable. Yeah, do either of you guys have an example? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times um, I find something encouraging in the Bible or something that um, that God's teaching me in the moment that I want to share with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe like I, I read a funny story or a really cool um, fact or something like that. Like right now I'm in the Old Testament and um, I just got done with with Second Kings, and at the beginning of Second Kings, a bunch of boys make fun of Elisha for being bald, and he calls a, da- a bear down upon them, and the bear attacks them. And so, like, <laughs> that's the most outrageous thing ever. But like, um, we started having this this debate the other day about who our favorite bar- Bible characters were, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'd pick Elisha because he is the power to call upon bears. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, for me, it it doesn't the gospel doesn't always have to be serious mm-hmm. the entire time and and yes those are the the best parts about it the deep parts but again like i mean i i want to believe that jesus was a joker that mm-hmm. he he liked to have fun um and he made jokes and so um it and doesn't always joy. exactly yeah. he had joy and so um it doesn't always have to be so serious yeah. um so yeah mm-hmm. every conversation doesn't have to be with an unbeliever um, do you know Jesus? Or are you going to hell? Yeah. You know, like, exactly. It can be a funny one, like what yeah. you're saying, making fun of Elijah for having, being bald. Yeah. Or uh, this story, the crazy story about, um, I forgot his name, but sticking the knife into the man's gut. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and like the fat <laughs> closes over his belly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. I mean, there's so many things that I think that would intrigue people yeah. when yeah. you talk about the Bible to to say something that you've learned or to tell mm-hmm. some crazy story that seems unbelievable or just ridiculous. Yeah. And it normalizes, like you were saying earlier, it normalizes those awkward moments. Exactly. Yeah. It makes you feel more human. Just yeah. saying, mm-hmm. hey, let's just talk about the normal stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think that invites maybe the more rich conversations right. too. One thing I've I've started in a lot of my um, classes even, um, and my friends make fun of me for it because I really get heated in this conversation, but I think it's really funny. I bring up the hypothetical if the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit got in a fight, who would win? <laughs> and even though, obviously, that would never happen, yeah. um, it brings up good conversations, yeah. and even people who aren't Christians get into it. Yeah. Well, um, and, and, so, cause, and, and so, like, it just it opens that pathway to start talking about your faith. Um, and I personally believe the son would win because he's the commander of God army of God's armies. He's fireproof. He can walk on water and he's immune to death. So I think the Holy Spirit might win because you couldn't really ever catch him. Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, honestly, I might be with that one, Jacob. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it's the same kind of debate that you would have with, um, you know, superheroes. People debate that all the time. Was who's the best X Man or who's the best Avenger or whatever? You exactly. know, so just turn it into a superhero debate. Or, or not even. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to do the Trinity. You could do like best Bible character ever. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, or yeah, who yeah. knows. Um, or craziest Bible story ever, you know? Yeah. I don't know. You can make the Bible, or not make it fun, but you can pull the interesting facts out and make conversation not mm-hmm. be so serious. I love right. that idea, Jacob. Um, so as we're talking about this, I would love to uh, transition into 
I know that all of us have had a conversation with someone, uh, maybe a mentor or a really good friend that um, just impacted us so much that it changed maybe our perspective on something or just our life in some way. I would love to talk about maybe some of those conversations because once we do this, I think it can give people courage to speak up and to know that the things that we say to our brothers and sisters really can impact their lives. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you guys have one straight off the bat, but um, I used to, I can't remember a specific conversation per se, but, um, or maybe I do. I had a camp, my campus pastor and his wife, I lived with them for a while and it was during a hard time in my life. It was basically during a time when, um, a guy who I was engaged to or dating who said he was going to ask me to marry him, um, broke up with me. And then, um, a couple years later, um, I remember I had a guy who was going to ask me to marry him. So this is like end of college. So it's like everybody's trying to get married before they (laughs) finish school. Anyway, my campus pastor's wife was one of my lean on people and I would drive to her house. I literally would ride the apple cart from campus to my car, drive to her house so that I could have tea with her. I would help her um, clean up after dinner while she put her kids to bed. She'd make us tea. We'd sit down and talk, and she was just my shoulder to lean on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I remember talking to her about relationships, and um, there was this one, the one that I'm talking about uh, where I thought we were going to be engaged. Um, She and her husband both said to me, well, we were concerned about this relationship, but we just didn't tell you. so mad and I thought why didn't you tell me and I and they didn't really specifically give me a reason um they said they were praying for me but when I look back on who I was in college I think they probably didn't tell me because they thought they wanted to be there for me rather than tell me what to do Mm because I'm not one of those people that like (laughs) that learned that learned at the time very well with people's advice I probably would have gone the opposite way and they didn't want to lose that safe place with me and so um I learned a lot about myself looking back on that learning that I needed to receive now that wasn't necessarily a God or Bible conversation but I had many God and Bible conversations with them, which gave them that ability to speak into my character. And so I could receive it in a way that I I wouldn't have received it otherwise. So that's when kind of multiple conversations leading up to one specific moment where they said, we just didn't want to get in the middle or to tell you what to do. And I was like, Mm -hmm. why would they not tell me? (laughs) So (laughs) I had to walk away and ask myself, what is it about me? that would have caused them to not want to say something like this to me. Mm-hmm. So anyone else? I think, I think, uh, whenever I think about this and whenever I think about, um, just like conversations, like God conversations that I've had, um, with my mentor and specific and like specifically, um, there are a lot of times like just with me where, where I feel like I, I'm going to like screw my life up. Like mm-hmm. if I just kind of, like make the wrong choice or like, oh, what if I, what if I don't do this? Or what if I do this? Or what if I do this? And like, I, f- I feel like I have to like make, make my life happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there just been so many conversations with him where, where he's just reminded me of the truths that, you know, the, the Lord knows the plan that he has for us. And like, mm-hmm. it isn't, it isn't to fail us, but it's to prosper us. And like, yeah. um, that when it com- all comes down to the line, like if I'm walking with the Lord, like 
I can't screw my life up, you mm-hmm. know? And whenever I think about um, just conversations with him, it's similar boat, like so many conversations. Um, but he just like reminded me of God's truth just over and over and over again um, and helped me take the, take the weight and the pressure off of myself. Um, and I would definitely say a lot of those conversations that I've had with him have like marked me in, mm-hmm. a, in a really good way. Yeah. Um, and it really, you know, helped me see that like, Hey, like I'm not alone in this. And like, I can, I can actually like talk about these things and like mm-hmm. the Lord's here, here with me, um, through his word, which was always really cool. Yeah. I think, um, honest conversations with someone who loves you and knows the Lord, um, allows us to see that God speaks through other people to us mm-hmm, and allows yeah. us to start trusting other people to have for God to us to trust God to speak through other people to us, Mm -hmm. which is beautiful. I mean, that's why he wants us to live in community. Um, We hear a lot about community. It's not just about having coffee Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like taking pictures and posting them on Instagram. (sighs) Community is more about like laying your life out and your heart out to other people so that they can speak words of life and and honestly instruction and discipline and easy things and hard things and all the things to us. That's good. Yep. Um, so let's talk, let's move on. Let's talk about, this is the hardest thing I think of all sometimes, uh, how do we bring scripture into conversation? Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that sometimes when we bring scripture into (laughs) conversations, people can feel like it's a gauntlet we're laying down and we're just Trump. It's like here's my Trump card on you. And that isn't what it should be. It should be something that is encouraging and instructional. And so, um, I would love to talk about, you know, a few things, how do we bring up scripture and conversation in a way that's safe? And then also, how do your friends normally react to you when you do? And what are some ways that you've like helped them understand that this isn't your trump card, that this is yeah. supposed to be encouragement? So let's just enter into this kind of talk. Justin? Yeah. So I think for me, honestly, whenever whenever I've thought about it and whenever I've thought about just conversations, I think a lot of it comes down to just who you are. Um, I think you can you can implement scripture in conversations without necessarily saying, oh, this comes from this Bible, this book of the Bible, this chapter and this verse. Yeah. Um, but you can just kind of just have those conversations. And because a lot of times friends, whenever they come to you um, at times in conversations, they're like just wanting to wanting advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can give them advice without necessarily saying, hey, like this is where this is from. Right. Um, and that that's been that's honestly been something that that's been really cool for me um just in my life whenever people will will come and like ask about different things or like whenever i'll like strike up conversation about something or say like one of my friends are are going down a path that they really shouldn't be going on like i try not to come down with that hammer but i just kind of like lovingly say hey like you know maybe that isn't a good idea um Mm -hmm. or something like that um and just kind of honestly just kind of like slotted in Mm -hmm. um, just a little bit and just being being kind of firm firm in it um at the same time of of not being like afraid to to say whatever whatever I feel like the Lord the Lord's telling me to say um but especially when I think back in the in the high school uh I wasn't I wasn't always like (laughs) gentle you know (laughs) like I remember remember times where where you know some of my friends would be doing some stuff and I'll just be like, oh, well, the Bible says do this yes. or, yeah, or, me too. or all these yeah. different things, you know? <laughs> um, and you know, that didn't, that didn't always turn out too well. Uh, but, 
I'm thankful that we have the Holy Spirit that that goes before us in moments like that. Um, but I think at times too, like you know, for people, whenever you're having those conversations, for people that may not necessarily want to hear it um, or may not necessarily like like want to receive that, uh, they kind of say, "Oh, like Justin's just a good guy. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't ever really get anything wrong," which is false. Um, <laughs> but he's just a good guy and all those different things. But a lot of times, like. I just kind of think about the fact that, you know, in conversations we're like planting seeds or maybe we're watering the plant and, and yeah. it's just it's just a piece of the piece of the journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. I would say that a lot of times it, what you're talking about, kind of taking scripture and saying it without saying it um, can work very well with people, especially if you don't know them super well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so like John 330, he must increase, I must decrease. You can say that in a way that's not necessarily you know, word for word scripture, you can say, I'm just learning that I have to be more humble and let God shine greater, you know, but then, and you can say, and John, John says that, you know, in his gospel. And then later on, maybe you could write a note to them Mm -hmm. just saying, I really appreciated our conversation and say some great things about it. And then at the bottom, write the exact verse. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't maybe come out in that conversation at that time, but then mm-hmm. they know where to find it. They yeah. know exactly what it says. And it feels like a more encouraging way mm-hmm. maybe to do it than right. just blasting it out yeah. right there face to face. Although, you know, there are times for that mm-hmm. too. And I'm not saying blasting. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. um, actually saying the scripture, saying where it's from. There are some people who will want to receive yeah. that from you. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely too, like whenever, whenever it comes to that and conversation with friends, it, a lot of it depends too on on just like the relationship, yeah. you know, yes. yeah, and yeah. personality, mm-hmm. yeah, and how long they've known the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's so many different um, things to consider, right? And I think that sometimes that isn't really thought about. I mean, think about going in a downtown area where you have someone who is standing on a street corner preaching and screaming. And they don't know anyone they're talking to. They don't know the context of any of the people. And I'm not saying necessarily that preaching is wrong, but sometimes there's a context in which you reach people and not necessarily in the same way with everyone. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful. Yeah. I think that um, the, the, the word, the Bible is living. It is life. And so um, if you're going to use it, in context, it's going to speak for itself and you don't need yes. to necessarily um, have the author or the artist. Um, so if you if you quote someone, like mm-hmm. um, the these young guys out here playing checkers, but I'm out there playing chess, that's a powerful statement and it probably helps if you know context, but you don't necessarily need to know that it was Kobe Bryant who said that mm-hmm. to know that that's a powerful quote. Mm-hmm. And so um, if, if you're going to be in conversation, a lot of people are going to immediately shun um, or, or look away or ignore you if you immediately say it's from this Bible verse, it's from this chapter or whatever. But if they hear the power in the words and in your voice and what you're saying, they become curious. Mm-hmm. And then that curiosity, it rises and they say, hmm, I wonder where they got that. Like, wh- where are they learning that from? And then they, they're the ones that ask you. And that's happened to me several times, mm-hmm. um, whether it's my English class or psychology class or whatever it is. I'll reference something from the Bible and not say it's necessarily from the Bible. And somebody will ask me, I'm like, well, actually, um, that's from like the book of John or Mm -hmm. or first Corinthians or whatever else it is. Um, and so, I mean, honestly, you don't always have to necessarily say it's from this book. And then two, um, 
the more that you read, the more you can apply it into the situations you are in. Mm-hmm. Um, the more in tune you are and the more knowledge you have from the Bible itself, um, the more you can actually say, oh, hey, I could, I could say this right here now and it'd be applicable. Mm-hmm. Some, this could help that person in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not always about putting yourself in those scenarios where you can talk about the Bible and share the gospel when it is, but it's also what you're doing behind the scenes. Like yes. you actually spending time in the word and mm-hmm. spending time with God to be knowledgeable and wise enough to um, be able to apply the Bible in those scenarios. Right. And um, one thing that you were talking about the other day, Jacob, is you're um, in your psychology class, you're the quote guy. So <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. Jacob has been or volunteered himself well, to yeah, so <laughs> tell like, the story about um, the quote. Yeah. So first week or second week, something like that. In my AP psychology class, my, my teacher has this little quote board in the back of the room and he would put up like cool quotes and stuff like that. Like he had a few Ric Flair quotes, Michael Squat, Michael Scott quotes, stuff like that. <laughs> and I just looked at him one day and I said, Hey, Mr. Hammett, can I be in charge of the quote board? And he said, yeah, sure. And so I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So since then I've been in charge of the quote board. Um, so like, Yesterday or two days ago, I put a vector quote from Despicable Me, <laughs> and then yesterday I put um, like a bunch of the lyrics from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. Mm-hmm. So like it's a bunch of random stuff, Teenage but um, yeah, I don't I don't know what you're going with that, but that's well, the story. I was I was saying sometimes you can set yourself up if you take on a role like what you're doing in your class right. where you're offering these random quits all the time, and then people are like, where's that from? Or how'd you learn that? Right. Then yeah. I think also you can say quits from the Bible. Right, yeah. And that almost, your, it could be a strategy, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. I'm going to be the quote guy so that when I say something, people ask, where's that from? And then you're <laughs> like, well, that's from the Bible. Um, and But not everything's from the Bible. Right. You know, so like right. you're pulling in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Turtles, you're pulling movies, you're pulling in... There's some other ones that I, you I've did. done. Kobe some, Bryant co- quotes. Yeah, you know? I did. I did the the week after he passed. I did an entire week of like quotes from him. But right. I've even like been making up quotes <laughs> um, that I, I signed myself. <laughs> like for for a full uh, like one day I said um, I said Snapchat is the devil, which it's not. I'm not saying it is. I have Snapchat. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, it you was just, just a joke. Funny. It was a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I've been doing some random stuff like that. But yeah, that, that that's a fun awesome. way. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun way to set yourself up. So maybe look for things uh, strategy wise. You know, if I become this guy who's always putting quotes up, maybe I can squeeze some Bible stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, and right. People won't even know. And then mm-hmm. they'll ask me, um, do you guys have any other ways that you um, feel like you've succeeded in making people more comfortable and talking about the Bible? I know this is a hard question. I think that for me, um, for the longest time, I would find myself like getting into debates Mm -hmm. and stuff and trying to argue. Um, And that's not at all how Jesus wants us to talk about him. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn that um, that he wants us to talk about him and talk about the Bible through love. Mm -hmm. And I'd find myself trying to convince people that Jesus was real when in reality that was just push, pushing them further away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to learn that um, we have to come to people in humility. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't try and argue our way um, into someone's heart because that's never what Jesus did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know it's hard because there's that person in the class that always wants to argue with you, um, always wants to 
um, say that your faith is wrong or what you believe is wrong. And, and the first thing you want to do is defend Jesus, but Jesus doesn't need you defending him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's something that I've, it's so hard for me because I'm so argumentative sometimes. <laughs> um, but I've had to really learn how to use self-control to not fall into that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. I would say there are three things that I've had to learn. That same thing, Jacob, is uh, to be humble so I think I get excited about the Bible and the things that I learn. And so mm-hmm. if somebody brings it up, I'm like, yeah. And, yeah. and I could just go off probably forever yeah. about all the things I'm learning. And I get so excited. <laughs> and then I look at the person across from me and sometimes they're, you know, glass, their eyes are glassed over and they're like, so done with this. <laughs> and I realize I've been preaching a sermon, but didn't really mean to. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes just realizing a few things first conversations about the Bible should be uh, from an attitude of a servant. So yeah. Jesus was a servant. Yeah. He offered words of wisdom when it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he waited. He asked people questions, and he waited for them to be ready to listen. So I think service is really important. And sometimes maybe you get excited and you go overboard, and then just, you know what, just be honest and say, I'm so sorry I totally monopolized this conversation. Was there something you wanted to say? I've had to do that so much. Same. Um, and then love, like the attitude of love, like you're saying. Right. This yeah. isn't about um, saying how much you know or proving how awesome you are. You are offering uh, the words of God to people around you. Mm-hmm. And so we have to know that like we should be giving them words of life. Yes. And and sometimes they're hard to receive, but they should always be said in attitudes of life and love and service, I think, when we're having conversations. Um, do either of you guys have any some closing advice? I think what comes to mind, I, I in just a third, second or third, yeah. what yeah. you're saying, Jacob, um, it's our temptation to, to defend God's word, but right. it stands alone. Mm-hmm. And so to approach it with humility but there's this tension that I experience that we experience as believers. We have authority to um, speak this boldly, right? And yeah. so, man- managing, Lord, teach me that um, even though that there's authority in Your Word and that I have confidence to speak truth because I know who You are, mm. because I know Your Word. That's good. Show me how to do it in a way that honors You and that pleases You. Mm. And so, understanding that tension between we don't have to just um, be shy about mm-hmm. about the God's word. We have confidence to go forward, right. um, but the Lord goes with us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. again, like you were saying, love and humility covers all yeah. the things we say and we do. Um, we speak first from that, and mm-hmm. also from a place of I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. This is truth that is that the Lord has changed my life by, and that I can encourage others by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think remembering those things as we move forward is is helpful. It's good. Anything, Justin? Yeah, I think. Um, a word that kind of popped in my, my brain a little bit was just like relationships and just like in in these things, just second, third, fourth, <laughs> everything that y'all yeah. just said. Um, but I think the more and more we can we can see the person um, and kind of like see where they are um, and honestly just kind of meet them with where with where they are and in our encouragement, the, the better it'll be. Um just because you don't, you don't ever really want to miss them, because uh, you know Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't miss people. Jesus, Jesus saw them and he saw um, where they were, and I think we can we can learn a lot from that. So yeah, yeah, 
Cool. As we close out, I want to talk about, I just want to close this out with a thought about Moses. So when God came to Moses and said, I want you to go to my people, I want you to be a leader. He's like, I don't have words. I'm not a good talker. Who am I? And why should I do this? And I love God's response was basically, I'll be with you. I am. And I am. It's such a powerful statement. It It is meaning in that moment. Moses, it's not about you picking up sticks and turning sticks into snakes. It's not about you turning the water into blood. It's it's not about any of these things. It's about that the fact that when you go, I'll be with you, and I'm always with you, and I have always been with you, and I will always be with you. And so when you're standing there, I will help you know what to say. Mm-hmm. And so God never leaves us. He is, I am, he's always there. So friends, if you're thinking about having how to have conversations about God and the Bible with other people, just remember God is with you. He mm-hmm. won't ever leave you. Talk to God and you can talk to other people. Um, do it in love and in a spirit of relationship and service. Those are, I think, all the takeaways from today. <laughs> um, we hope that you have found something in this podcast um, to help you overcome your Monday. And also, uh, I hope this podcast has given you some little secrets for your big breakthrough in your Bible reading, but also in your Bible conversations. Um, Don't forget to check out our resources at www.ckmresources.com, as well as to subscribe to Overcoming Monday on your podcast platform and follow us on Instagram. We hope that you'll have a great day. We're thankful that you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you, and there are three ways that you can help us reach even more people. One, be sure to share us with your friends and follow Shari on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShariKing99. The second way is that you can also make a tax-deductible donation to Clayton King Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit at claytonking.com slash give. And third, of course, subscribe to our podcast. Get on your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out Shari's amazing blog at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.